Okay, today I want to talk about the discovery of a new sub, uh, a new substance that might actually turn out to be one of the most uh, anabolic supplements ever discovered. It's a very little known plant, but before I met, d discuss the plant itself uh, and how this came about, I have to give a little background. Uh, there's several processes involved in muscle hypertrophy or the building of muscle, muscle growth. Among them are muscle protein synthesis, which involves, of course, eating, consuming protein. You, uh, you can consume it as food. The best proteins are animal-based proteins, such as meat, fish, eggs, and all that, poultry, because they're rich in essential am amino acids. Essential amino acids are the constituents of uh, protein. When protein's digested, they are digested into amino acids, and nine of these amino acids are considered essential, and these are the amino acids that are involved in uh, muscle uh, muscle protein synthesis. There's actually 22 amino acids, but only the nine are essential. Only those essential amino acids are involved in muscle protein synthesis, and that's actually considered, from a nutritional point of view, the cornerstone of muscular growth. Uh, I'll, I'll, it ties in with something else I'm going to get into. But So we all know that uh, protein is necessary for building muscle because it's involved in muscle protein synthesis, even when you take drugs like anabolic drugs like steroids and growth hormone, they also work by increasing muscle protein synthesis. Uh, they also uh, uh, help the body utilize amino acids more efficiently. But what, it, what goes on in a molecular level in muscle to account for muscular hypertrophy is a little bit more complex and a little and actually quite interesting. Without going into intense scientific detail, which would put just about everybody to sleep. I know because uh, I've seen other videos where some of these guys try and give information on this topic, and it's just mind-boggling boring the way they present it. I mean, unless you have a deep, deep interest in science, it's not very interesting, but I'll try and make it as simple as possible. It has to do with muscle stem cells. They're called satellite cells, and they lie, normally they're quiescent. They lie kind of in between the muscle fibers. They're not activated until a muscle is damaged. These satellite cells are involved in muscle repair and hypertrophy. Now, there's a debate going on in science where some scientists believe that the activation of satellite cells is not entirely necessary for muscle hypertrophy, but most scientists disagree with that based on the knowledge of how satellite cells work. As I said, when you damage a muscle, whether through exercise or anything else, the satellite cells are activated, and what they do, uh, well, just to show you how important they are, insulin-like growth factor 1, or IGF-1, I'm sure a lot of you have are, heard of that. It's considered the one, one of the most anabolic hormones in the body, particularly the IGF-1 that's produced within the muscle, not the systemic version that's produced in the liver, but the IGF-1 that's produced directly in muscle. It's called a paracrine system. Uh, this IGF-1 actually has three variants. One of them is called mechanical growth factor. But anyway, the IGF-1 pr uh, that's produced in muscle, which is stimulated by also by exercise, muscle by, by muscle exercise-induced muscle damage, IGF-1 works by stimulating the uh, the the differentiation, the differentiation, and basically the activation of satellite cells. That's why IGF-1 is so anabolic. 
satellite cells work by contributing. You see, a, a, a muscle cell, unlic other cells, it can't basic, basically can't replicate. But what it what it has, it's with it has what they call multinucleated. It has many nuclei, and, and uh, these are called myonuclei. And what satellite cells do is they contribute myonuclei to the existing muscle fibers, which work to repair the muscle fibers. And the myonuclei is the site of muscle protein synthesis. It's a little more, I'm, I'm trying to simplify it as much as possible. It's actually much more complex than this. But what you have to know is that satellite cells are very important for muscle growth and repair. And that these myonuclei that are contributed by satellite cells have an interesting characteristic. Many of you have heard, probably heard the term muscle memory. That involves like, let's say you've been working out for a while and for some reason you decide to lay off for an extended time. If you don't stimulate the muscles through exercise, they atrophy. That's common knowledge. However, what they found is that when you work out, you, the, by stimulating the satellite cells through exercise, you also incorporate more myonuclei into the muscle. And the minor, even though the muscle fibers might shrink or atrophy from lack of exercise, the myonuclei remain. Uh, and they're, they're kind of like quiescent. They just sit there. Now, what happens is, let's say after a couple of months, you decide to work out again. The myonuclei are activated. They increase the muscle protein synthesis. And in most cases, uh, you regain all the muscle that you lost. Just, and that's because of the myonuclei. And this is, the, this is the basis of muscle memory. I mean, we all knew about muscle memory from common observation. You know, you'd see a guy lay off. He'd lose a lot of size. It happens to a lot of competitive bodybuilders. Maybe after a contest, they'll lay off. They lose a lot of size. A lot of it has to do with getting off drugs too, but that's another story. But what happens is when they resume training again, boom, the muscles come right back. And this is muscle memory. And until, until the, the discovery of this function of myonuclei, contributed by satellite cells, muscle memory uh, uh, muscle memory was more of a uh, hypothesis than a fact. But now they've proven that it is a fact. Now, okay, so satellite cells are very important for muscle growth. Uh, one of the reasons why people lose muscle as they get older, especially if they don't work out, is because the, satellite, the body works on a use it or lose it system. And if you don't work out and by exercise, and stimulate the satellite cells, they kind of like dry up. And uh, what happens is as the, as the satellite cells kind of disappear, muscles get smaller and smaller because the satellite cells are needed to maintain muscle size. Uh, there, there's differing schools of thought on that. Some say that uh, if an older person who hasn't worked out begins to work out in a short time, the, the, uh, they can actually regain the satellite cells these, again, uh, satellite cells are stem cells. And, uh, you know, that's a kind of questionable assertion because it's known that stem cells throughout the body tend to decline with age. And uh, the stem cells are needed for cell replication anywhere, whether it's the heart, the muscles, the you know, all over the place. Unfortunately, they tend to disappear with age. Uh, there's a couple of therapies that are thought to maintain stem cells. Uh, that's beyond the scope of this video. I'm not going to get into that. But what you have again, what you have to know the importance is that uh, the message I'm trying to give you here is the importance of satellite cells for both muscle hypertrophy and muscle repair. Now, how does this relate to the study? Well, here's the study. You can see it for yourself. Lemon myrtle. 
These scientists from, where are they from? They're from Japan, Japanese scientists. They they, They were looking for natural substances that can activate satellite cells. You know, there was no drugs. They wanted to activate satellite cells mainly uh, as a possible way to help people who have a condition called sarcopenia, which affects like 80% of people after the age of 60. Sarcopenia is an age-related loss of muscle. It usually comes from inactivity. If you don't work out, like I said earlier, it's use it or lose it. Past a certain age, if you don't exercise with resistance, like weight training, the muscles basically disappear. Uh, and that's sarcopenia. The problem with sarcopenia is that you lose mobility. Most people that are in nursing homes are not there for mental reasons, like you might think, but because of frailty. They, they have advanced cases of sar- sarcopenia to the extent that they're so weak that they can't even feed themselves or dress themselves. So these scientists, these Japanese scientists, were searching for a natural substance that can activate satellite cells. They tested a couple of things, and they found... This stuff like green tea, curcumin, these things, uh, these things seem to kind of stimulate satellite cell activity, but they don't really activate it fully. And then they found this stuff called lemon myrtle. It has the uh, generic, the scientific name of Bacchusia citradora, <laughs> but it's known as lemon. I've never heard of lemon myrtle actually, but they did two. The, the study consisted of two parts. The first part was an in vitro, meaning uh, isolated cell study. Now these things aren't consi- these things are always considered preliminary in science because, you know, what happens outside the body or in a test tube doesn't necessarily occur- doesn't necessarily occur in the human body. For example, uh, if you if you uh, uh, take a test tube and put in vitamin B12 and add ascorbic acid or vitamin C. The vitamin C will destroy the B12, and this led one scientist to say that vitamin C can give you a type of anemia caused by B12 deficiency if you take large amounts of vitamin C. However, a couple of other scientists looked into that and found that although it happens in a test tube, it doesn't occur in the human body. In other words, vitamin C does not destroy B12 in the human body. That that scientist who had both a medical degree and a law degree was dead wrong. He just, in other words, he just didn't follow it through. But getting back to this study, the study started out with an in vitro design. Actually, I say two parts, in vitro, where they basically uh, kind of exposed satellite cells to this, this lemon myrtle stuff, and they wanted to see if the lemon myrtle could activate the satellite cells. It's, they, it's a little bit complex the way they did it, but I'm not going to get into it now because it's way too complex. Believe me, you don't want to know, but that's the essence of it. And sure enough, in vitro, lemon myrtle had a very potent effect at activating satellite cells. But that was only, you know, all right, so it, it activates satellite cells in a, you know, in a test tube, more or less. Can it do it in, in a body? All right, so what the, the next part of the study involved mice. Again, here's the problem. About less than 50% of animal studies, including rodent studies, mice and rats, turn out to be uh, useful for human uh, physiology. In other words, what works in a mice or rat or any other animal doesn't necessarily translate into uh, human physiology or, or it won't work in the human body. But anyway, they did use mouse. Uh, the way satellite cells work in mice is not that much different. 
than than humans. So using mice wasn't really a bad choice. Uh, they I, they used mice because they had to kill the mice to see how whether or whether lemon myrtle w- was able to fully activate the uh, satellite cells. That's why they didn't use human subjects because a very few human subjects would want to sacrifice themselves even for science. <laughs> I know I wouldn't. But anyway, the point is that uh, they used the mice, and sure enough, it turns out that the uh, lemon myrtle actually totally, completely activated satellite cells. Uh, and some of these mice were old, equivalent to like 70-year-old people. And this is gonna, kind of a, a exciting preliminary study because it suggests that this lemon myrtle stuff could be could be used to uh, you know made it possibly uh, in a supplement form. Now these scientists are suggesting that it could be useful for uh, uh, for for um, uh, you know for older people who have sarcopenia uh, related to also the loss of satellite cells. They're thinking that giving older people this lemon myrtle as a supplement will at- reactivate the satellite cells and let them get some muscle back, especially if they also work out. Uh, but um, th- this stuff, uh, lemon myrtle has also been found to have antimicrobial, anti-inflammatory, and antioxidant activities. Uh, so it, it does other things besides the satellite cell. But this, they checked the other compounds, and uh, this is the one that wor- was the most potent. And they think it works by stimulating a what they call a myokine called interleukin-6. A myokine are kind of hormonal protein, hormonal-like proteins produced directly in muscle. Nobody knew of the existence of them until a couple of years ago. So, what I'm saying is that muscles produce their own hormone-like substances. These various proteins—they're called collectively called myokines. Interleukin-6 was the first one to be discovered, and uh, it, interleukin-6 has like a Jekyll and Hyde. Uh, type of profile in the sense that it's directly involved in muscle hypertrophy because interleukin-6 activates satellite cells. In other words, when you work out, uh, there's a brief period of inflammation afterwards, which is actually, it's a temporary situation, but it's considered good because that that localized inflammation in the trained muscle also brings in interleukin-6 which is uh, an anti, uh, it has either an anti-inflammatory inflammatory effect. Now, in this case, it's a minor inflammatory effect, but it also seems to activate satellite cells and is very important for muscle repair and growth. So these scientists think that the uh, that this stuff, lemon myrtle, works by, uh, by activating interleukin-6. They think that's the mechanism. Uh, they think, uh, uh, and the actual uh, element, and in, in, uh, in they isolated the actual single element in lemon myrtle, which activates interleukin six. It's called casserinin. Casserinin was the uh, substance in lemon myrtle that seemed to directly activate uh, uh, interleukin six and stimulate satellite cells. So, uh, again, they're suggesting it to. Uh, Hey, I'll read it right off the study. These results suggest that supplementation with lemon myrtle or casserin in healthy adults may reduce the risk of developing sarcopenia and sarcopenia-related physical disability, such as frailty. In addition to the effects on normal muscle, supplementation with lemon myrtle or casserin 
may improve sarcopenia and disuse atrophy by activating satellite cells in atrophied muscle and promote muscle regeneration by activating satellite cells in injured muscle. Uh, anyway, so anyway, so that's uh, that. That's I thought this was an interesting study, and I wanted to basically tell you about it. I I, do, I wouldn't be surprised knowing the supplement industry if somebody will probably also see this study. Some entrepreneur who owns a uh, sa a uh, supplement company. And they'll probably, you might in the near future, start seeing uh, supplements of either lemon myrtle itself or or having it included in so-called anabolic supplements. Because if this stuff works in humans as it does in mice, uh, this thing could work for not just older people, it can, be, it can work for anybody involved in bodybuilding. Because as I said, satellite cell activation is, is the molecular root a muscular hypertrophy or growth. All your anabolic supplements, growth hormone, testosterone, anabolic steroids, they all work partially by stimulating satellite cell activation and differentiation. That's why they stimulate muscle growth. So time will tell whether this uh, lemon myrtle winds up in supplements, but it's an interesting study. I mean, uh, it's like I say, this is the first natural substance that they've ever found that directly activates satellite cells and really activates them. It's, it's an interesting thing. If you want more information on nutrition, exercise science, anti-aging research you can use today, hormonal therapy, effective fat loss techniques, ergogenic aids, uh, supplement science, which supplements work, which ones don't. Uh, also, uh, women's health and fitness, many other topics. I cover more topics in my Applied Metabolics newsletter than any other digital publication. Don't take my word for it. If you if you come across anybody who subscribes to my Applied Metabolics, ask them. They'll tell you how in-depth it is. I literally cover the waterfront. In fact, I'd say that if after reading my, my Applied Metabolics, which comes out once a month, on the first of every month, anyone will be kind of an expert on, on, on nutrition and exercise after about six months of reading this. And all your preconceived notions, all the things that you think are right that are wrong, will be explained in the newsletter so you won't continue to make mistakes regarding nutrition and exercise. I'll, I have myself, I have about 58 years of training experience and personal study of nutrition and exercise, which I don't think could be exceeded by anyone in the industry as far as I know. So, uh, you know, when you subscribe today, it's 40, it's 30 30 to about 50 pages every month. It's like getting a, a monthly ebook. No ads. I'm not trying to push any products. Uh, I'm not sell, I'm not trying to sell you t-shirts or mugs or cups or like some of these other guys do who make videos, which I kind of find kind of funny. I mean, I don't know about you. Why would I buy a t-shirt of some guy who's making a video? I mean, come on. What am I, 14 years old? Jeez. I mean, anyway, I guess they're trying to make more money. What can I say? I, I mean, most of the videos are used to, to promote something, and uh, the only thing I'm promoting is my Applied Metabolics newsletter, and it's certainly not expensive. It costs less than uh, the price of a, one of these fancy lattes at a coffee shop. Costs less, uh, it's, it's one-sixth the cost of a, a daily newspaper. I mean, come on, you can't get less, less expensive than that. In fact, some of my subscribers are always telling me to increase the price but I'm trying to keep it low so more people can access this information. 
So subscribe today. It's at www.appliedmetabolics.com. And when you subscribe, I'll send you an invitation to join my private Applied Metabolics Facebook page, where each day I post new information on nutrition, exercise, science, and general health and medicine. I also have an email, email portal on my email portal on my Applied Metabolics website where current subscribers only, I don't, I don't uh, answer unsolicited questions, could send me short questions uh, about and maybe anything they read in Applied Metabolics or anything that comes to mind. As long as they're short questions, I will answer that as a, a appreciation for their subscription to my Applied Metabolics newsletter. So uh, that's about it. Um, if you uh, have any topic ideas you'd like me to cover, just uh, send it all along to Generation Iron, and uh, I'll see if I could do a video on it. So uh, thank you for listening. If you want to have the best friend you'll ever have, go to your local shelter, adopt a dog. And I just want to end by holding this up, which I firmly believe. Can you read that? You know, I, I don't want to get political here, but, you know, what's happening in, U in Ukraine is just devastating. It's horrible, you know, and uh, I, I think all true Americans should support Ukraine, you know, just like you would, you know, you, you wouldn't want a bully to push you around. That's what Russia is doing to Ukraine. It, it's a terrible situation. It was an unprovoked attack. It's wrong. So everyone should support Ukraine. And I'll go so far as to say, this is going to make a couple of people mad, but I don't care. If you don't support Ukraine, and you and you and you support the Russians, you are a traitor not only to Ukraine, but also to as an American, you are a traitor. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> On a more pleasant note, if you want to have the best friend you'll ever have, go to your local shelter and adopt a dog. Thanks for listening. I hope you found this video interesting.